It's time for this week's Uplift. Encouraging words from two ordinary guys that want you and others to find the freedom in Christ that's available to everyone. So sit back and enjoy Uplift. Brought to you by the Fulcrum Center. Visit our website at thefulcrumcenter.org to learn more. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining us for Uplift. I'm Phil Bliss. I'm Ian Thornton. And tonight, we want to talk about worship. Worship. You know, Ian, you had a great sermon about worship. Uh, The Woman at the Well, the entire series was just fantastic, in my opinion. And it got, it was really good the first week. It got really good the second week. And I thought, there's no way he's going to beat the second week. But man, you nailed it with the third week. I just, I'm so thankful. The, and you know this. I, know. I mean, you know, but but watching and allowing, I guess that's the key, allowing God to just reveal what he wants to say to the heart of the people. Yeah. And and then yeah. letting and then letting him do that. And letting him do <laughs> because and, oftentimes we, we got a whole lot that we could oh, yeah. you know, but but really just letting the Lord flow. It was a great time of worship in the church. It was. And and now people can take part of that in that worship outside of the church by watching it on YouTube or on Facebook or yeah. listening to it on Fulcrum Radio. Yeah, that's right. It'll be on there as well. That's right. But, you know, let's talk about that because I know for many, many years, I believed that worship was only on Sunday morning. I didn't yeah. quite grasp that concept of worship outside of the four walls of the church. Yeah. That you went to church on Sunday morning, you worshiped, and then you came home and you made it through the week and then you came back for another dose of worship with the Lord and you started over on Sunday. And, right. And But that really is not a great mindset, is it? No, no, I, I, I don't think it is either. And, and our backgrounds are similar because yeah. I, I grew up the same thinking that, um, okay, well, I need to, to be at church on, on Sunday and take care of the things that I need to take care of with the Lord. Like, you know, fix the things that I did all week long. <laughs> yes, right? I mean, exactly. there's a lot of, so many, you know, exactly. so many of us have been there. Yeah. And, and it really, you know, even in, in, the, in the teaching that, that we did through the woman at the well, to understand that our time of worship is that time of, of honoring the Lord and, and refreshing in Him and um, getting encouraged and built up to go handle and up. Through him, obviously, but to handle the rest of the week. Right. So it's a time of, of encouragement. It's a time of filling, but it's a, at the same time, it's a time of honoring. And, and and I've thought about it too. You know, if I couldn't sing or read or anything, what what then would I give him? Mm. And and honor him and and to and to worship him and to be lost in who he is. And and you just you find the only thing that you really have to give is your heart and and your life. And the question is, so how how does he want you to do that? Oh, that's good. And so it really worship comes out of communication with him to go. Okay, so God, so so how do you want me to do this? So worship is more than just singing. It's more than going to it church. Is. It's more than than praying. It's just living your life for the Lord. It, it is. is that, it, it, yeah, two things that, that we did that we did talk about was that, that worship is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That's right. one. And, and the other is that, that worship is an occupation of the heart. Right, right. And, and you think about occupation, you know, we can think about what we do for a living and, and, and all of that goes on there and the amount of, uh, at points, discipline 
that we put into our occupation because there's days that we don't feel like going to work. Yes. You know, there's days yes. we don't feel like doing it. There are times that we don't want to do it a certain way. There's times that we, you know, there, there's so many things that go through our minds as far as our occupation, our jobs. And, and we have to be disciplined to do that because our, our jobs or our occupation is a benefit to our life. Absolutely. And so is worship. Yes, definitely. Most definitely. And, you know, we want to be careful, though, I think, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, but we want to be careful not to say worship is, is not a job the way we understand the word job. Right. But at the same time, a job can be joyful. I mean, there are days when I look forward to going to work. So yeah, exactly. there still is a, a separation in our own minds, I guess. But um, I totally understand the concept you're, you're presenting in that when you... It, the, the what you said the benefit for your life mm-hmm. obviously you get a paycheck yeah when you go to, to work right but the benefit that you get from worshiping the lord is far greater than any other benefit you can get in this world it is it is and it, it's you know and, and to say you know worship is an occupation of the heart it, you know one you can look at it as as this is something that that god desires mm-hmm. so you know it's something that we have to mm-hmm. put our our minds and our hearts to it also occupies us and and there are days that you right you see what i'm saying so yes. there are days that work and our job can so occupy us and so overtake mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. so if we take that and allow worship to occupy us and to take us over like that and just flood us wow then that takes us that takes up to a whole new level uh, it certainly does and I know there's a verse in the Bible that talks about basically what we're saying, that mm-hmm. worship is, doesn't have to be just in a church because it, I know for one that Jesus said, I will destroy this temple and I re- rebuild right. it in three days. Right. And then I know there's another one in the book of Acts. Yeah, Acts uh, 17. Acts 17, yeah, okay. Acts 17. Let's see, verse 24. Okay. Um, that's kind of where it starts. And, and, and we can read a couple of the verses to get a, a great context of, of what um, Paul's talking about here. So verse 24 says, God, who made the world and everything in it, is the Lord of the heaven and the earth, and does not live in temples built by hands. Hmm. And he is not served by human hands if he, as if he needed anything, because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else from one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth and he determined at set times for them and the exact places that they should live so it just from that it's like god has he has his hand in everything he is in no need of anything but he is not to be worshiped in temples that are built by human hands right okay and this, if we may give like a little bit of context mm-hmm. for those who may not be familiar with this, Paul was in Corinth, I believe. I was believe it? he was. I believe it was in Corinth. They had an altar to an unknown God. So they knew right. that God existed, mm-hmm. but they didn't know who this God was. I mean, they could not deny that in itself. Right. Just, I, I love that because they're... People who deny the existence of God, I can't get past the evidence of God. Right. So obviously right. they could not get past the evidence of this God that they did not know. And so now Paul's coming to proclaim to them 
this is the God that you don't know. So come to know him, and, and he's greater than the gods, lower G, lowercase g, that you have established with Zeus and, and um, Athena and all the others. Right. This is the God who created everything, and he doesn't get worshipped in the temples. Right. And they had plenty of temples. <laughs> they had a temple for the sun. They had a temple for just about everything. Right, and and there again, you know, very similar to today. Exactly. There's a lot of temples, temples. <laughs> around. <laughs> there really is, and and it's one of the things too that that you know even people that are um, people that are unchurched, they believe that for for them to um, know God or experience God, and most certainly to worship God, that they they need to be in a church. Yeah. They, they, they believe that. I'm glad you said that because there was a time when I really started going to church regularly, okay? And I was starting to feel comfortable going to church regularly. But in mm-hmm. my mind, it was Sunday morning. You go to church, you sing, you pray, you listen to the sermon, and that's how you get right with God. Yeah. That was what my mindset was. Right. For many years. Right. When I became a pastor, God said, we need to rethink this a little bit. You know, he he <laughs> right. spent several years That's changing right. me so that I could help other people. That's but right. that was my mindset. And a lot of people have that mindset. Worship is, is not religion, which I was living out religion yeah. in my yeah. life at that time. But worship is freely from the heart to the Father. Right. And, that, and that's, that's why I think it's so interesting that Jesus met this woman at the well. Mm. And, and they talked about worship. Yes, And they, they talked did. about the, the worship that took place on Mount Gerizim yeah. for the Samaritans. And they talked about the worship that took place in Jerusalem at the temple. And, and Jesus, he, he just said that there's going to come a time when it's at neither place. Mm, right, exactly. And, and so even there, you know, Jesus is is breaking these boundaries and these thoughts of, well, you have to be here or you have to be there or we do it here and you can do it over there. But it's worshiping God. And he goes on to say, true worshipers will worship in spirit. And, and in truth. Right, and in truth. And, and right there, he just, he's already shattering that mindset, the one that we're caught in today. Yeah, I mean, we still are. Really caught in it because, you know, I was able to break out of it, but I know there are people and possibly listening or watching right now who may be saying, hmm, maybe I'm caught in this. Yeah. So what do we tell them? How do we help people come out of that mindset that they have of worship? And it may be really subtle or it may be very pronounced. Or maybe they're just, they feel that tug on their heart saying, I know something's not right. And now I'm listening to these two guys and I know what this little tug is on my heart. Yeah. So what do we say to them to help them come out? Well, actually, and, and Paul goes on in Acts okay. 17. All right, and, let's hear and it. And the, the verse that, that really gives us the solution that we're talking about here is in verse 27. Mm-hmm. And it says that God did this, that and what it's talking about is he made... Uh, that men should inhabit the whole earth, and he uh, determined exact times for them, okay. meaning meaning their boundaries, the exact places where they should live. 
God did this, verse 27, so that men would seek him and reach out for him and find him, hmm. though he is not far from each one of us. Oh, wow. That's good. Seek him, find him. Reach. It even says reach out to him. Seek him, reach out to him, find him. So it's one of those things. Seek ye first. And we talked about this yes. before. Matthew 6, 20, 6.33. Yes. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And the rest of this will be added unto you. Right. And the rest of this. And and, that, and at points we can go, so what is this? And And what we're talking about tonight is our desire to understand and know how does God want me, his created, to worship him, to honor him. Mm. And that's a question for him. And do you believe that it could be different for every person? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and, I, and I do because God is unique and he is absolutely. individualistic. And if my fingerprints are not the same as your fingerprints, right. then he's going to want that re special relationship with you and where he wants that special relationship with me. And that's the thing about it. You know, Phil, we're, we're all in different points and times in our lives and we are dealing with different types of things hmm. that God knows. And so he wants to meet us where we are and mm -hmm. draw us unto himself so that he can answer our heart's questions and lead us into life everlasting and into the promises that he has for us and the abundant life that he talks about for us in John 10, 10. Yeah. And so he's just, he's wanting that draw, but it's the seek him, reach out to him and find him. And I, I do not remember the exact verse right now. And I know it's in Jeremiah, um, but he says, you, when you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Yes. Jeremiah 29, I believe it is. I think it is. I'm not sure the exact verse, but... Me either. Don't quote us. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but the point is, you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And right. where we have gone wrong as a church, and I mean big C church, like okay. in in general, is we have come up with programs, we have come up with um, worship standards, we have come up with concepts, which may work for a lot of people, mm -hmm. but not everybody. Right. And it could be even from the traditional hymns to more contemporary Christian music. Mm -hmm. It can be a 20-minute sermon versus a two-hour sermon. It, there's various things that we can in, interject into that. Right. And those work for some people. But the problem is for those that don't feel like they fit into any of those molds, they sometimes just give up. Right. But here's my point. Seek God first and let him work with you for what's best for you. Right. Right. There may be a church out there that is best for you, mm -hmm. or it may be listening to Fulcrum Radio. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could but, be. Or it could be just a lot of self-reflection and time in prayer or reading the Bible. And it can be a combination of these things as well. It really can. It really can. And, and the, the important point is to seek God first yes. and let him lead. And, and, and oftentimes people go, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that, you know, that's never happened before. 
partly because uh, there's there's several people that, that have been in the same shoes that we were in of just, okay, well, I'm at church, and so the bulletin's going to tell me what to do, and da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? Yes, but what does God want you to do? And he is yeah. dying to talk to you and just communicate with you and, and to build this relationship that goes far beyond what we could ever imagine that right, it would be right. and connect with us and invite us into a, a time of fellowship um, and deep relationship with him. And, that's, and that often comes through starting in worship. But worship is, is so many different things. It can be just sitting down and journaling. And sure. writing, you know, writing some of the things that, right? that you feel like God is saying. Absolutely. And then from there, you go to your Bible or you go to your computer and you yeah. look up and go, hey, I'm hearing, the, you know, I yeah. type in what you've heard. Right. And right. see where it might show up in Scripture. And then you're, you're confirming things and you're building that relationship. And then there's a realization that God's talking to me. And then, and then yes. you're in church a few Sundays later and you're singing a hymn or you're singing a contemporary song. And you feel this nudge in your heart of, you know what? Raise your hand. Yeah. What? Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> um, like right now yeah, like, in front of all these people. <laughs> yeah. You know, slugging, yeah. Put my hand up. And... I know. But that's, but see that, that is in, you know, this is one of the things we talked about too, is that, you know, you get pulled over by police, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to put your hands up. Right. You know, because right. you're surrendering. Surrender. You're sh- and, and that's just what part of worship is is you're surrendering that pride you're surrendering surrendering your heart to go on okay you know god if this is what you want then then i'm i'm all in yes and and it's really important to not compare yourself to others right. or to compare even to compare one church to another mm-hmm. because as i was saying there are different means of worshiping for right different people right and that's where you really need to let god work with you and and i'm speaking from experience here i went to church as a child maybe i can count on two hands mm-hmm. but i don't think i'd use every finger and thumb <laughs> on two hands honestly um, and if I really think about it maybe if i include christmas and easter maybe i could go over two <laughs> hands and start using toes but what i'm saying is in that 20 Four years, really, of not going to church, but maybe 10 times, Mm. okay? When I started going, I tried to compare myself to the person that I saw five rows up who was putting their hands in the air and shouting amen, and I thought, oh, I can't do that. And there was a point I wanted to stop going to church because I thought, that's just not me. But I took it to God, and well... And really, God kind of was, you know, nudging at me, mm. tugging at my heart, saying, bring this to me. So I did. And then before I knew it, I was, you know, I might raise my hand, but not every day, not every time. Right. right. And when I stopped comparing myself to others and just looked at God mm. and not at what everybody else was doing, that's when I really started to understand the heart of worship. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that's so. Really what good. I'm saying is, you can do it too. Yeah, that's right. Because if you're if you're watching someone else, then if if you're willing to put your hand up or yell amen or things like that, then it just becomes emotion. Just exactly, emotion or emotion. You <laughs> there know, you go. I either like that. one, and it, and and that's that doesn't please God's heart either, because no. He wants He wants your heart. Right. He wants your heart. 
And and the thing about your heart is your heart is different than everybody else's heart. Yeah. You know? That's and, right. And even if, now just bear with me on this one for a moment, even if you're not doing it the way God really wants you to do it, the fact that you're coming with your heart and stepping out in faith, he will accept that. He will work with you on getting you where you need to be. Exactly. And when you were saying that, Phil, the picture that came to my mind is Peter stepping out of the boat. Yeah. He stepped out of the boat and he sank, but Jesus caught him. Right. And pulled right. him back up. Right. You know, and it's and it's that. And it's that's, and it, that's good. And two, you know, when when Peter got back in the boat, none of the disciples grabbed Peter and was like, Man, you're amazing. That was awesome. You know, I want to be like you. They didn't, did they? No, they, no, they, they didn't. They, they that's turned right. to Christ and they said, Truly you are yes. the Son of God. Yes, yes. You know, and, and so in, in that's in Peter, a very good point. Yeah, Peter's attempt, you know, to to be out there and and to just throw himself in, you know, um, people ended up seeing Jesus for who he was, right, in the middle of it all. And you know, people that are watching or listening to this right now, they think we know what we're doing. <laughs> but do we really know what we're doing? No, we're following what God has put on our hearts. Yes. That's really all we're doing. Yes. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be like us and get behind this table and in front of these microphones and start talking and, and put this on a radio station. Right. That some of you may be, yes, but it doesn't have to be what we do. If God is speaking to your heart right now, yeah, and he's saying, I just want you to just pour out all your concerns. Mm. I just want you to tell me you're holding on to them and I just want you to lay them all out. Or maybe he's saying, I want to hear your voice. I don't Mm -hmm. care if you don't think you can sing. Yes. Don't then sing when nobody else is around. I just want to hear your voice. Or maybe he's saying, you know, I think there's something for you in Luke chapter 10. Hmm. And I've heard that before too. Just go to Luke chapter 10. I didn't know what I was looking for. And there's times That's when right. I didn't find it till I got to chapter 11, but I knew the background of what I was getting into. Yeah. That's you know? right. And sometimes it'll jump right out at you. And I seriously, one night I opened up the Bible. I knew God was telling me, and I don't remember, it was in Luke. I don't remember what it was. And I read the first verse and I went, wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was in there. It mm. was very convicting for me and I needed it at that yeah. time. But here's the thing. No one is holding us back except for ourselves. That's right. That's truth. We are the only ones holding us back. That's God truth. is not holding us back. The church is not holding you back. You are the only one. And you have to make that choice for yourself. Ian and I cannot make that choice for you. Your, your parents or your brother or sister, your spouse, right. your children cannot make that choice for you. You have to do it. And the best part is God has already said, you will find me yes. when you seek me. Yes. There's, it's such a real promise. Yes. It, it is such a real promise. And, and there's so many times that, that in, in my life that it has been, seek me and you will find me. And, and you know what? I have ran how many rabbit trails I can't tell you. And you get down to, well, the last thing I could do is just maybe I'll ask God. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. He has come through. Yeah. Every, every time. time. Yep. And so it gets to the point for me, my journey has been to, okay, well, I'm not going to chase as many rabbit trails this time. 
I'm not going to chase as yeah. many rabbit trails this time. I'm, I'm going to learn to get to seek me first. Mm-hmm. And he will answer and he will be there. And you know what? If he doesn't answer right away, do you know what he does? He blesses you with the patience. Yeah. And he blesses you with the courage That's and the right. strength to stay the course and to wait upon the Lord. Mm. And in that is so much power. And, and I, I that's helped me understand the the weapon that patience is mm-hmm. in this fight that we're in and in this life that we're called to live is is to just go, you know what, seek him first. And and there are people that are watching. I know that there are. And, and, and we just, you know what, I just want to pray for somebody. Let's do it. So, um, Lord, I just ask right now that those who are watching, mm-hmm. um, whether it be... Um, right now or in the future, Father, that um, there's a drawing in their heart that they feel in their heart. And Father, I pray that you share with them and let them know that it's you and that they can let their guards down Hmm. and they can step into the palm of your hand and that you speak through your Holy Spirit to their spirit that this is a safe place and it's okay to trust you. And God, I just ask, Father, that you just empower these people to follow you and to listen for you and to wait for you and to step into the things that you have for them because, Father, you love them and that they are priceless and, Father, that they are precious. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was wonderful. Um, Before you started praying, I started turning to Isaiah 43 because I I know that... (laughs) You, when you say wait upon the Lord, um, I can't remember what verse it is, but it's um, those who re- wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like with eagles and soar. And when you said that, it hit me in a new way. I've read that verse. I had a shirt that had that verse on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I had a tie. <laughs> and when you said it, yeah. this is important because when you said it, the Lord spoke to me. And focused on the word strength, Mm. to wait on the Lord, to renew your strength. And it was something that I've just, you know, read the Bible, I don't know how many times reading that verse, and didn't focus on the word strength, Strength. but it was something I needed at this moment. So that's what I'm saying is God does that. If you are open to Him and surrender to Him, He will speak these things to you. You'll hear somebody say something, whether it be in a church or on TV or... Mm -hmm. Maybe a child yes. says something to you. You see something on Facebook, and it's the Lord's going to use it, and He's going to speak to you. Yes. And that, and then seeking it out. Yes. Well, I went to seek out Isaiah 43, and then that's worship in that moment. Yes. That's worship. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I, that, that's awesome. I don't remember what it is now, but... I know it's in there, and I'm not going to take a moment to read through it. But, mm. <clears throat> but it does. It, it's waiting renews your strength. Yes. It doesn't seem to make sense, but, but it really does. Well, it, exactly. Because it, of the patience, too. Exactly. It, and it, does, it, it, doesn't, it, ten, it doesn't make sense in our physical mind and in the physical world. Yeah. But that's not what we're about, and that's not who we are. That's true. That is so, so it's true. It's one of those things of just allow, okay, you know, allow the gears in your mind to grind for a moment, but switch from our physical state to our spiritual being and waiting upon the Lord 
will renew your strength. And that mm. makes it, it does make sense. And it happens. It's, it's a, it's a promise. Um, yeah. And God's promises you can take to the bank. <laughs> Absolutely. We are a body with a spirit mm. in it, mm. not a spirit in a body. We are, this is the body has the spirit of God in it. Yeah, that's right. Our own spirit and the spirit of God within us. Mm-hmm. So. Amazing. I Wonderful. think that's a good place to stop tonight. What do you think? I do. I think so, too. Yeah, I think we covered quite a bit. We did. We did. Praise the Lord. Yes, and thank you for that prayer. And, and if you were the one, if you're willing, you don't have to do this, but if you're willing to let us know, that prayer, I think that prayer was for me. And it could be more than one person. Let us know. Send us an email at prayer Absolutely. at fulcrumradio.org. Or if you have a prayer request that you would like us to pray yes, over. Yes, please. Prayer pray. at fulcrumradio.org. That's wonderful. And also visit our websites, thefulcrumcenter.org, the, the mm-hmm. to find out more about how the Fulcrum Center helps people be and do what God has designed them to be and do. And also visit our website, thefulcrumradio.org. Yeah. And you can listen yeah. on Tune the us live. in. Listen. Tune us in. Tune us in. Listen on the Live 365 <laughs> app. Yeah. Download it from the App Store, Google, or iPhone, whichever you have. And listen and search for Fulcrum Radio. When you do, there you'll see the little F, yep. the flowing F with the gray background. You click on that. There's a little heart icon. You click on that heart icon, and it will always be there when you open up that app, and you can listen to Fulcrum Radio at any time. I know. It's awesome. Yep. It really is. All right. Well, thank you all for joining in tonight. Do you have anything more you want to add? I don't. I don't. All right. Thank you all for being here tonight. We'll see you again next week. Be blessed. God bless.